Welcome to the episode of Love and Reality Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're continuing our trek through season two of The Traitors. The game of this seat has returned on Peacock, and we have been dwindling down the craziness that this season has provided us. I dare I say that I believe that this is better than season one. We've had a lot of twists and turns. Last week's episode provided to have some twists and turns of its own as they threw us for a loop by not having the round table by the group had a chance to spare somebody from murder. Obviously, we saw the, na the names dwindle down to Parvati, Bergy, Trishel, Kate, and MJ. Those are the five remaining people the traders could murder. Who does the trader uh, murder? How much pot money did they add to the pot this week? And who was banished? I break down everything that happened on tonight's episode of The Traders, episode eight. Before we dive in, thank you guys so much for the continued support of the Love and Reality podcast. Obviously, there is a lot going on in the world of reality TV right now. So I thank you guys for the continued support because I've got two, three episodes dropping at a time right now. It is a mass chaos. So if you, if you subscribe to the show, you have been seeing way more content than ever before right here on the Love and Reality Podcast, whether it's on the YouTube or whether it's on the podcast. Thank you guys so much. I can't thank you guys enough for listening to me ramble on and on about how much I love these reality TV shows. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right in to episode eight. CT knows that Trishel is still upset with him because of not picking her. Uh, obviously, she could he, he could have saved her and lit the fire and saved her from the banishment. Uh, Phaedra and Sandra are the first to walk in, talking to Parvati and how she thinks that everybody has her on the radar. Sandra tell, tells us that her plan is keep pushing towards throwing Parvati out of this game. John arrives. He believes that Trissel is the one being murdered. Kevin and Peter walk in the door. Obviously, Peter's scared. One of his two people are going to walk out the door today. The thing about this is, is we see this continue on in episode eight, was Peter continues to overplay his hand. He overplays his importance. The big thing about it is, is he was the, the hero whenever we got rid of Dan. But then he let that go to his head. And now, now we're starting to see him kind of fall back down to earth and not realize it. I think that's the biggest problem that we've seen is Peter is not realizing that he's going too hard in the paint right now. Kevin said he had hopes that poverty, um, he hopes to see poverty because if she was murdered, he would have no idea who the traitor is. Kate is shocked to be still alive. Peter says there's no way poverty is not walking through that door. Uh, Phaedra said it's becoming harder and harder to protect her. She walks in with Trucell. Oh my God, CT is so excited. Could you think about that for a minute if she didn't walk back in that door? And he has to think in the back of his head. He, I understand why. I understand why he saved John here. But if that led to Tristel being eliminated, it would have broke his heart. So obviously, the traders had to select between poverty, birth, Tristel, Kate, and MJ. We knew poverty wouldn't be eliminated. But after the debating, we saw... That poverty said she wanted to eliminate Peter, but the next best thing was Bergy. Uh, Bergy has been eliminated from the show. He was kind of quiet and reserved to start, had the big breakout in that game early on in the season, and just kind of rode Peter's coattails from there. He hasn't really, you know, been groundbreaking, I guess you could say, throughout the show, but uh, 
it's definitely worried because they lost that voting power on Peter's side of things. So Trishel said everyone is convinced that poverty is a traitor, but mentioned she has eyes on Phaedra as, as being one of the traitors and she needs to convince everyone of this. Alan arrives to put the final nail in Bergie's coffin, throwing his picture onto the ground. Alan is a gold mine. And I really haven't brought up Alan a whole lot, and I feel bad for her because we're eight episodes deep. But personally, his personality, he's quick with uh quip, quick whipped one-liners and delivery have made him a fantastic host. It, it's not always um sometimes a show can be held back by a bad host, but let's just say this one's not. Alan Cummings is fantastic in this, does a brilliant job in his role of being hostess of the most this year. He announces they will be heading to his holiday home where a fun guest awaits them. But before we go anywhere, we got the game of strategy dropping down, right? It's time to talk. Trishel and Peter set aside some time where they, they said it's possible that both Poverty and Phaedra are both tra traitors. She tells Peter that Poverty is, has been on her radar since day one, but... She thinks Phaedra is a traitor. Biggest reason why she thinks Dan, uh, she is a traitor is because of Dan. Kevin walks in. Trishel uh, tells Kevin they need to get rid of Phaedra. Trishel is telling them she wants to get rid of Phaedra. And then Peter can work on work with poverty to say that he believes it's Phaedra and hopes to work with her. Now, again, Peter doesn't love this idea. But I think in the first time in a couple of episodes, we see Peter kind of take a step back. And, and and kind of dive headfirst into Trishel's plan. So Trishel is excited because her cane plan is dialed in. Poverty and Peter are sitting down, and she has explained that she has felt targeted since day one. What they don't know is MJ is kind of listening in the background. Poverty said she wants to create an alliance and trust someone. She tells all the cameras she doesn't trust Peter at all, but she said she will work with them if it takes some of the pressure off of herself. Larza, John, and Phaedra are sitting around talking and ask her who they think she might be the traitor. And of course, Phaedra continues to push the Peter, uh, Peter and his pals as being one of his one of the traitors. Uh, Peter looks at poverty and says, I think I may be wrong. Uh, they share, share a funny little chuckle, share a truce. He said, Maybe you aren't a traitor. And said, I think it's Phaedra. And says she thought he thought they were working together. He says, Why don't they work together now and get Phaedra and get then, of course, get them off. Poverty's back. Poverty tells the camera she doesn't want to throw Phaedra under the bus, but she wants to stay in the game. The problem is anybody that's come at Phaedra has come out missing. Of course, we saw that with Dan. So what happens tonight at the table? We'll get to that in a little bit. Of course, obviously, we can't talk about that yet. But on the ride over, Poverty's talking about how she... Um, Trishel talking about poverty and how she doesn't think she's a traitor anymore. John and Sandra are, the, are still in the car. Uh, Trishel begins to unpack her entire ammunition against her. She, Sandra, isn't convinced that po uh, poverty is innocent. The car pulls up to an extremely weird cat. I mean, this thing looked like it was straight out of a horror movie. Like Cabin in the Woods. Like, this is what I thought it was. It was Cabin in the Woods style, for sure. Dr. Will has arrived, which is one of the most devious game players in Big Brother history. He mentions that Alan has been has made the cabins into something really unique and tells them to step in and make themselves at home. Now, obviously, you know you're walking into a trap. Duh. 
And once they do enter the cabin, Dr. Will locks them all in and says the best part of the place is trying to find their way out. He tells them to make themselves at home. Up to $20,000 of gold is made available. They have 30 minutes to escape. And every person that doesn't escape, they will reduce their winnings by $1,000. So we got a little escape room action. Let me explain something to you. As I watch this, this is no escape room that I would ever do in 1.3 million years. However, anybody that wants to quit can say the safe word of Haggis and they will be escorted out of the game. Obviously, if they do that, $1,000 will be removed from whatever the goal they do retrieve. The team starts to ransack the place looking for an escape route. They have a tunnel. However, there's a button. If they click this button, the lights in the house go out, but the tunnel lights up. So it's a balance of either or. So we got Trishel and CT power through the tunnel together. Trishel said it's gross, but she said she won Fear Factor. Something I did not know about Trishel. Like Trishel must be like a boss ass bitch that I didn't know about. So my bad for not recognizing your game there, Trishel. Um, that being said, we had a chain of events where maggots, frogs, stuff was being sprayed at them. Anytime that something like the lights would flip off in one area and turn on in the other area, the area that it was dark stuff would just pile in us. Maggots and bugs and gross. So it was just absolutely disgusting. Kate quits her job with the lights because she, she sees a trap door and is, convinces Kevin to take the job. A plethora of maggots and other bugs pour onto Trichelle as she's followed by the rest of the crew. Sandra was the first person to bow out. She said, peace, y'all. Phaedra was not too far behind. It doesn't surprise me Phaedra quit here. It's just the kind of personality she is. She just was not having the whole bug thing at all. CT found the shield and offers it to Trichelle. Trichelle said CT gained a lot of that trust with her back because of this. Peter comes up with the idea of keeping it a secret again of who has the shield. There are random things being sprayed and dumped on the team. Cherie is next, freaking the fuck out. And I, like, this entire scene was hilarious. I can't wait for this, like, to be clipped onto the internet and people just laughing hysterically at it. Kate quits, so does Cherie. It's just amazing. Phaedra's trying to help Cherie get, like, the maggots off of her, but she was, like, like swatting it very, like, weirdly. It was so funny uh kevin is the only person left to be pushing the light so he would have to like let the light go and then go through the tunnel completely dark however our good friend ct comes back to save the day to help him escape um i literally would have quit five seconds of this like gross no thanks period end of story trishel screams that they need the gold and sends ct back in john is the first out he has some gold and then as the time counts out, CT makes it out and he does a hilarious joke that he thinks that there is a snake in his pants. He digs down and throws some gold onto the ground. Like never get rid of this man. I love CT so much. Just keep him to the end. Let him win this thing. I don't really care. Alan announces that they have got out with $15,000 in gold. However, they only got $11,000 added to the pot because we saw not one, not two, but three, but four people quit. The current prize sits at $114,500. Okay. Now I'm just going to throw this out here real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's 11 people left. So, I mean, it's like $10,000 a piece. 
if they well, I think it's a split if the trader if the trader's still alive and the trader gets a buy. That's not a lot of money. They haven't really been doing good in these in these competitions, but uh, but yes. So, um, Alan. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Said someone got the shield, but nobody speaks up here. Uh, CT jokes with Kevin asking him, how do you feel to get dumped by four girls at one time? And he had a funny clip in return saying it was his high school days. Uh, he said in his high school days, that was normal for him. Peter tells Poverty that he uh, they will have the votes and she will be safe tonight. She sits with Johnson to convince him that she was a faithful. Poverty brings on a Emmy worthy performance brings out the waterworks she claims trusting dan it caused her to have this big target on the back john said this is the first time he's observed her emotional and said nobody has revealed greater guts more than her he said um you have to um reveal to be a faithful player and not eliminate me poverty says if i can get away with this maybe i got a career in acting i agree like this was a brilliant moment um whether it works or not, it's the sight to be seen. But this was pretty, pretty intense, intense and crazy. Everyone is sitting around chatting about who is next. Poverty met, get mentioned. But Chichelle brings up Phaedra again. Phaedra is wandering around. She sells hard press for Phaedra. As they are chatting, Phaedra, Phaedra walks in, but it gets deadly sign, silent. All right, roundtable time. We know that this is the best part of the show each and every week. And this one was a... Oh, barn burner. This one was no different from any other week. And we've got some craziness going down here. Poverty announces that she needs to start the conversation. She said her name has been thrown out and she's been acting weird and quiet and mentions that she becomes a brick wall when she's become attacked. She made a poor decisions leading to our target on her back because she trusted poor old Dan. Drizelle is here at Trishelle is here and drops the bomb on Phaedra. This is one thing that I don't understand. I feel like if you've got a confident alliance, I think that you just go to the table targeting somebody and then you just vote out somebody else. Like, I don't, why do you have to reveal what you're going to do at the table? I don't understand this because if you don't eliminate that person, the target is on your back. Trishel is convinced that Poverty and Phaedra are both traitors. So if that's the case, then why are you, why do we get at the table and why do we announce to the world why we think what's going to happen? I don't understand it. I don't understand it at well. But obviously she starts dropping the bombs on her. She says going, she when she's at breakfast, she doesn't act, act surprised of who's murdered, her non-reactions. Um, she says she's never worried or bothered about being murdered. Phaedra says she isn't frantic like you Phaedra, you are a godsend to this world because look at this. Let me explain this to you, okay? One of the biggest things that we've seen both times now where Phaedra's been attacked, she's calm, she's cool, and she's collected, okay? Anytime we've seen anybody at the round table get attacked, they get defensive, they scream, they yell, they point fingers, they do this, they do that. That's the thing that Phaedra doesn't do. Phaedra delivers it back to the person that's giving it to her. Straight face, 
No questions asked. Balls to the walls. I'm coming for you because you're coming for me, but I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm not going to get louder. I'm not going to get crazy. I'm not going to do any of those things. She is the one of the best game players I've ever seen in the history of reality TV. She sits calm, cool, collected, and just knocks you out with her quick, you know, quick remarks. You know what I mean? Like Phaedra is just the best, one of the best we've seen. And it's crazy. Now, obviously, she talks about uh, her her pocket. You know, Trishel's pocket was she brings up Dan calling her out, saying he turned on her and she thinks she's a traitor. John asked why Dan would have given them someone. Phaedra said he would have protected the traitor. Kate sticks up for Phaedra. Kevin brings up being suspicious, saying her eye freaks out little twitches when people's names are brought up. She said she had never heard that before. Again, when you watch Phaedra play, and I want you to watch her at these tables. Watch the one with Dan and watch this one. If somebody comes at her, it's one of the best things I've ever seen in reality TV. Because when Trishel was attacking her, Phaedra looks her right in the face. No loudness, no craziness. She just gives it back to you. Whether it's the gameplay, whether it's you did something this way or that way, she's giving it back to that individual. And it's brilliant. Now, uh, John said he has had that thought before, but then poverty could be the Duchess of uh, Decision um, and is the mistress of murder. He said there's no doubt she was the right-hand man. Uh, at the sacrifice ritual, people were given an opportunity to plead for their lives, and she didn't because she knew she wouldn't be worried about uh, being murdered. Someone was paying attention. Again, it's all about paying attention. This was one of the most finest moments I've ever seen from John. John, I feel like we've had seen him kind of playing the game a little bit, but here he played, I mean, playing the game a little bit. Maybe it was, I felt like sometimes he was just Peter's, one of Peter's pals. But John paid attention to a little detail, relying on him to understand, oh, she didn't fight for survival because maybe she's a traitor, didn't have to fight for it. Again, she fights back saying she was stuck around because of the traitors, because of keeping around. Here we go. Peter says Phaedra hasn't shown the faithful side of things. He thinks that Dan did tell them. Peter said he had a talk with poverty and he thoughts um, came back down to her. Phaedra again. Again. If you're gonna come at Phaedra, don't have her involved in your shady dealings. Phaedra brings up the backdoor deal with the three of them together. Okay, this was insane. We all remember, we all remembered that Peter, P, uh, Peter, Phaedra, and Poverty were all together after he turned them down. And they started talking about working together and Phaedra's like, nah, I'm not in this. Again, if you're not smart with how your gameplay is, you're gonna be exposed by Phaedra. Because to me, People keep saying Phaedra's not playing the game. Phaedra's not this. Phaedra's that. Phaedra's a traitor. No. Every time she gets attacked, she's ready to be on a counterattack. Like, she's coming back at you, bro. Whew. All right. Sorry, guys. I got a little heated up. I got excited about this. Um, Peter said it was 100% on her. On him, he said I was getting a little cocky and had her dead to rights. He said it was a joke. Kate throws Peter to the fire. Peter asks why she's defending Phaedra. It's voting time. This goes about as you expect it would um, after the battle. Votes, this kind of surprised me in some different, several different scenarios. MJ votes for poverty. 
Pedro votes for uh, poverty. Sandra votes for poverty. Um, Peter picks Phaedra. John picks poverty, which kind of surprised me here. Poverty picks Phaedra. Kevin picked Phaedra. Trishel picked Phaedra. We're four to four. Cherie picked poverty. We're at five to four. CT's turn. In one of, in my opinion, very fantastic gameplay here. Because even if he believes that Phaedra might be the other traitor, he says, I can't banish, or I, I can't banish Phaedra because she lit my torch. So again, even if you feel, because anybody at this table, if you feel like poverty and Phaedra are both uh, traitors, then your target is on a on your back. Tonight, you might go home. You might be murdered because you called her out. And if she actually is a traitor, your ass is dead. Period. So, um, Kate voted um, poverty as well. Of course, poverty is gone. Peter Pals have turned on him once and for all. Uh, she announces that she is the traitor. We have two traitors down. Phaedra so shares some fake-ass emotions in some brilliant way. Alan says they've gotten the hang of this. Uh, afterwards, Kevin says he doesn't feel good about today because Peter was trying to throw Phaedra out after taking back what he said about poverty. He said it's not sitting right with him that maybe Peter is lying. Phaedra and Sandra are talking, saying Peter has traitor-like behavior. Peter is in game mode, so he pulls Kate aside. Kate says Peter is a traitor to the faithfuls. Calls him so annoying. She says that Phaedra might be a traitor, but she doesn't like what Peter just did. Alan said the traitor shouldn't be alone. So Phaedra said she deserves miscongeniality for traitors, which is hilarious. For the rules... She will get to recruit a trader and will meet them in the dungeon. She said she could offer them a deal or they will be murdered. So basically, whoever she offers this deal to, either you're going home or you're a trader. Either or. Uh, of course, um, Phaedra says it was a quick decision, quick decision. She's offering it to Kate. Uh, she says she understands the game and they could be a murdering duo. Kate gets the later gets the letter and is brought down to the dungeon. And of course, the episode ends, so we don't get the answer. We are heading down to two episodes left, where we're seeing the Faithfuls finally take down some of these traitors. Peter continues to overplay his hand. It's a massive momentum shift here in the house. I really feel like I would be shocked if Peter is not. Um, gone at the next round table. It, it blows my mind. These round tables have become must-see television, folks. And that's it for my recap of season two, episode eight of The Traders. I loved this show so much. It's one of the best shows on TV. Um, it, it's really become must-watch TV each and every week. So thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. I will be back next week. And if you're listening still, make sure to check out my recaps and breakdowns of Love is Blind, season six, episodes one through three, and four through six. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.